Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. The Octagon. Is it a talisman against unwanted spirits? Can its unassuming obtuse angles allow ghosts to pass through your home without getting caught? Or is it instead just eight sides of evil? (laughs) That is a good question. (laughs) Well, hello, Hainted Loves. Welcome to Homespun Haints. Bonus episode. I am Becky. I am Diana. And we just put on an episode on Monday where we interviewed my wonderful cousin Patrick. And then it, we tended to uh, tangent a little bit about the fact that our mutual grandfather likes to build octagonal structures. Lots of octagons. So bizarre. What's the meaning there for your family? Well, so I started going down deep down the octagonal rabbit hole to try and figure out what could this all be about. And I came up with some really interesting information. Are you ready? I don't know. Am I ready? Are you ready to learn all about the eight-sided structure of doom? (laughs) I know you are lying awake at night wondering about this. And oh, I have to include my song. I loved your song. I wrote a song. I wrote a song about octagons. Octagons the musical. So here it is. It's my fave. It's great. It's such a good song. It'll be stuck in your head. You're going to be singing it in the shower. Here we go. Every house my grandfather builds is shaped like an octagon. You've heard that right, it's shaped like an octagon. We're talking octagonal architecture. But why octagons? Some people believe that ghosts do not like obtuse angles. They're there for octagons and circular structures and hexagonal structures will not be haunted. So can you please explain to me why all my grandfather's houses are haunted? Let's 
some of all those other octagonal structures you can find throughout the world. Isn't that delightful? <laughs> Reminds me of Buffy for some reason. You've already talked about the house with the octagon on it. It's it's already pretty intimidating. There's so much more. Okay. Ooh. Let me begin. <laughs> First of all, I wanted to look into the number eight. Does number eight have significant meaning? Is there a reason you would choose to have a building that's eight sides? And in Christian numerology, eight has a very significant meaning. What is that meaning? The number eight represents a new beginning, rebirth, all of that. Seven is the number of completion, right? The earth was created in seven days, and eight is the rebirth. Okay. Rebirth. Sorry, cat is very loud. <laughs> rebirth, meow, rebirth, meow. <laughs> As a result, the baptistry of cathedrals is traditionally an octagon. I don't know if you've ever seen these, but if you go look at old churches that have a baptistry in front, you'll be like, oh my God, that's an octagon. I don't even know what a baptistry is. It's a place where you get baptized. It's a separate building in connection with the church used for administering baptism. Specifically eight-sided building. Specifically an eight-sided building. Yes, oh. because eight represents rebirth, huh. resurrection. Mm, what do ghosts do? They don't die. They reborn. They are reborn. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe that has some significance. But okay. I have to nerd out a little bit here because my past self, my graphic designer self, actually made a very popular YouTube video. You can find it. It is the number one video on the differences between isometric and perspective drawings. Thank you very much. And in that video, I talk about a very, very important man in the history of art and architecture. I'm sure his name will ring a bell for everyone. It's basically a household name now. Filippo Brunelleschi. That's my boy. <laughs> Filippo Brunelleschi was one of these Renaissance architects who was uh, very well known, doing quite well. He lived in Florence. He was commissioned to design part of the Florence Cathedral or St. Mary of the Flower. He's considered in a way to be the father of the discovery of perspective. So what he hmm. would do is he was drawing the cathedral from different angles to try and figure out what it looks like, get a feel for the architecture so he could design the dome appropriately. So he stood in front of this baptistry, this octagonal baptistry. And if you look at it, it's gorgeous. I, I have a picture of it in my video. And he put a mirror in front of it. And on the mirror, he drew the lines of the baptistry. It's octagonal, a lot of angles, right? And then he continued drawing the lines past what was visible to kind of see what like the back of the baptistry would look like, like looking through it. And he realized that all of those lines converged in a single point. The vanishing point. Oh, oh yes. Of and so one point perspective has now been discovered. Thank you, octagons. You are more important than we ever realized. Octagons. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so this is the discovery of the vanishing point is based on Brunelleschi's drawings of an octagonal baptistry. Drawings of an octagonal oh, baptistry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. I told you this was a this was a D 
deep, deep octagonal rabbit hole. All right, <laughs> let's jump forward about 400 years, because nothing really happened between 1420 and 1820. I mean, if we're gonna be honest, there's no like revolutions or anything fun happening in the world. And we're traveling through time anyway. Right, so. right. Yeah, exactly. This still doesn't explain the ghosts, but we'll get there. We'll get there. You need to know all of this backstory. Oh, you gosh, can- I hope so. Oh, gosh, am I that boring? Oh, my gosh. No, I just mean, I hope that this all culminates in a ghost story. That's the yeah, ultimate like climax for yeah. us, right? Oh, yeah. I thought you were just going to talk about octagons and how cool they were. Yeah, there's going to be some ghosts here. In 1848, a man by the name of Orson Squire Fowler published a book called The Octagon House, A Home for All. Oh. And- uh- Oh. <laughs> In this book, he claims that octagons are the superior shape, the superior geometric shape for your home. He was really against rectangles. He said that octagons let in more light. They had better ventilation. And they were also more in tune with that most natural of forms, the circle. Yes. So yes. if you designed your house to be octagonal, not only would you be the talk of the town because you would be so progressive and advanced. And indeed, this is why some architects chose to build octagonal homes is because they wanted to look like they were up with the trends. <laughs> but it also would create airflow throughout your home. It would create light throughout your home. It would be more spiritually balanced. And all of these things would make you think that it would be less haunted, right? Yeah, I mean... More light, better ventilation, more balance. Much. Yeah. Yeah. So clearly, that's all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I guess. I mean, otherwise... <laughs> well, let's just continue. Okay. So this octagon trend takes off, right? And for about 50 years, people are just building octagons everywhere. Surprisingly enough, there's not a lot of them left. <laughs> You do still find octagonal houses around the place. And unless they were built by my grandfather, they tend to be from the later half of the 19th century. I'm sorry, y'all are just going to have to deal with this chatty cat. (laughs) So Fowler had this great plan. He, his vision was to create a farming utopia. It was going to be called Octagon City. And... (laughs) It was going to have octagonal farmhouses with (laughs) octagonal barns, and it was going to be built around a central, wait for it, octagonal park. And the sons, this was the 1800s, the sons of the settlers of this neighborhood were going to go to an octagonal agricultural college. Now, I'm not sure what that means, if that means that the college would be shaped like an octagon or if they were going to learn how to farm in octagonal patterns. I don't know, but it's all fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) That's a cute idea. You're so punny. Someone really loved that octagon. People stopped building octagonal houses in the 1900s. It was the one thing that they didn't make was octagonal furniture. So it's really hard to furnish these things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, octagonal furniture would be weird. My grandfather continued to build octagons in the middle of nowhere, even though it's difficult to build octagons. I swear he must have read this guy's book. He must have read Fowler's book. And that is why he became obsessed with octagons. I bet you Mm. anything that's what happened. Because apparently in the book, too, he provides plans for how to do it correctly, like even like how to put your bolts 
into the sides of the house and stuff. Ooh. It's like, yeah, it's a really interesting book. It's only like a hundred and some odd pages. It's not that long. You can still buy it. You can get it on Amazon. <laughs> so if you two are interested in purchasing that book, The Octagon House, A Home for All. Now, wait, but, why was it a home for all? Was it because it's a home for all living and dead? Or because yeah, it's supposed to be inexpensive yes. to erect? I think it's because it's supposed to be superior to rectangular oh. structures. It's it's like a it's a very forward thinking, progressive, enlightenment type of thinking, I think. So you did a episode about how and why ghosts get stuck in corners. Mm-hmm. It's actually a blog post. It's a blog post that was written by my former business partner, Rin Morrison. He wrote it for us. And it's been very popular. And it's why do ghosts get stuck in corners? And the theory behind this actually goes back to the spiritualist movement. There is this belief that ghosts did not like right angles. They could get trapped in there. Hence why you would have a circular room for a seance, right? So that the spirits could come in, but they could easily leave again. Okay. There's a very famous house in Bull Run, Illinois, outside of Chicago. It's called the Stickney House or the George Stickney House. And it has circular sides. It is designed so that there are no right angles anywhere in the structure. Oh, my. Yeah, it's a really interesting looking house. It's now the police department or police headquarters, I should say. (laughs) And it's located in Bull Run, which is in McHenry County, Illinois. I used to work in McHenry County. In fact, me too. Yeah, that's right. You're in Woodstock. Anyway, the Stickneys built this house in 1865, I believe. It was an isolated rural part of Illinois. It still is kind of. And (laughs) as we both know, we've been there. Yeah. (laughs) And the idea behind having the circular sides was so that spirits couldn't get stuck in the house. The couple, the Stickneys, were both accomplished mediums, and they held regular seances in the house. Apparently, they had lost a lot of children. So the legend is that they were trying to contact their dead children. And that's how they kind of... Yeah, I know. Oh, man. Interestingly enough, they built this this way to kind of keep ghosts from getting stuck. But uh, apparently, it's it's pretty haunted. The ghosts hang out there because they're not worried about getting stuck in the corner. (laughs) They're like, this is the coolest club in town. You'll never get stuck here. Yeah, exactly. So even the police chief who occupies that building now has talked about all sorts of crazy things. The people who work there, they hear a lot of noises. They hear footsteps where there's only like storage. They'll hear people talking. Sometimes they hear the toilets flushing when nobody's there. Water. Toilets flushing. <laughs> that sounds like ghosts to me. <laughs> like with somebody be there by themselves working late and they'll have the toilet flushing. They've seen objects moving around on their own, like yes. seeing them moving across the desks. Um, usual stuff, lights turning on and off, doors opening and closing, doorknobs turning, that kind of thing. So mm. pretty freaky deaky. So apparently the spiritualists were wrong about the whole right angle thing. Or else, like you said, the ghosts were like, we can just come and go as we please. Like, mm-hmm, nothing's going to get us stuck. Which leads us on to several more very famous non-rectangular structures. <laughs> Continuing on, the Octagon Hall in Franklin, Kentucky. We've actually had one of our guests, Whitney, talk about this place. 
It is considered to be one of the most haunted places in the U.S. I don't know if we have an article about this or not, but I think we need to get one. Okay. It's now a museum. And of course, they have an entire portion of their proceeds that come from paranormal thing as a paranormal team you can book to bring your team in and stuff it's been on ghost hunters haunted collector it's been visited by over 250 paranormal teams and if you go to their website they have six photos just six photos you know how they have like photos of ghosts and stuff all these things have photos of ghosts it's usually like an orb they're like look at the ghost (laughs) six photos of apparitions Whoa. Yeah, go check it out. So go That's to unheard of. octagonhallmuseum.com slash paranormal. There are six. I mean, one, it's like a Civil War soldier with a pony. There's another one of two Victorian looking ladies sitting side by side. There's another one of an old lady in a building. I mean, you can see these people clear as day. Some dude looking out a window. It's like, it's pretty creepy. I have to take a little break to go here. OctagonHallMuseums.com slash paranormal. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Right? Oh. Oh my goodness. This is this is nutty. Creepy, right? Those are eerie. I don't like it. I like it a lot though. You like it a lot? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to continue to blow your mind. Do it. So, talked about the Stickney House, where the police Mm -hmm. themselves have seen things. Now, the Octagon Hall in Franklin. Let's talk about the Octagon House in D.C., which actually is a hexagon, but it's called the Octagon House. And nobody nobody knows why. So, when the White House was burned in 1812, this became sort of the temporary White House place. And Dolly Madison still roams the halls. James Madison's cool. wife. She apparently was quite the entertainer and the hostess. So she's still out and about wandering the halls. People see her all the time. And this is actually kind of interesting. So apparently the legends of this place being haunted, they date way back. Way, way back. In 1888, there have been these stories for so long going on. These 12 men went and spent the night, right? That's how you do it. You're like... Oh, we're going to go spend the night and debunk it. Ha ha ha. These 12 men, 1888. Okay. This is not like 1988. This is 1888. This this mansion was built in 1799, long before the octagon craze. And so they're going to go spend the night and just prove all the legends. So around midnight, they heard three female screams, like right from the center of the room on the Uh second floor and throughout the rest of the night they kept hearing swords clattering and stuff and people walking throughout the whole thing so it started with those three screams they're like okay this is not really happening but at midnight that happened and then the whole night they were just kind of like huddled together terrified (laughs) well they kept hearing all these noises and so of course this gets printed in various articles and then reprinted and reprinted in newspaper articles for the next, I don't know, 60, 70 years. There's other stories as well, but a lot of them have to do with noises people hear, like people walking, people will hear footsteps in rooms that nobody should be in. People will hear the bells ringing. That's another really common thing is like the the bells that they used to ring for the servants. People will hear those ringing in the middle of the night. 
just lots and lots of stories. There's too many to list here because it's not the only thing we're talking about. But that's just another example of how these friggin' obtuse angles don't seem to keep the ghosts out. In fact, I think the reason that all these structures are haunted is not that they're haunted in spite of these angles, but that these obtuse angles actually make them more likely to be haunted. Because we also talked to Patrick, my cousin, about the buildings that my grandfather builds, the octagonal structures and how they seem to be haunted. And so maybe, here's my theory. Here's my theory. The ghosts know they're not going to get stuck in these buildings. So it's a safe place to go. Safe place to hang out. In fact... It's a safe place to party. Like if you are going to hold a gathering and you're going to call all your friends and they'll be like, what if I get stuck? You'd be like, look, dude, it's octagonal. You're fine. (laughs) It'll be a safe space for your experience. (laughs) So that's my theory. That's why I think all of these obtuse angled structures are actually incredibly haunted, maybe even more so than your mundane rectangular structures. So from the stories, do you get that these are ghost train stations where ghosts come and go as they please? And it's not exactly a specific like story of a gray lady who appears on a balcony, but it's just, oh, there's activity here all the time. We never know what's happening or who's causing it. You know, just from what I've read about these last two here, actually even the Stickney House too, there are some specific legends of specific ghosts attached to them. But there does seem to be a lot of activity that seems kind of random. Like footfalls could be anybody's feet. Toilet flushes. Everybody's got to pee. Yeah, you don't know who's doing it. Right. And maybe if Dolly Madison loved entertaining back in her day, maybe she just wants to keep it up. (laughs) Doesn't mean she's stuck. It's a dead man's party. You know, there is another famous building with multiple sides beyond four in D.C. That's not the Octagon House? The Pentagon. Oh. Do you think that's haunted or does it have to be oh, at hell least yeah. six sides? No, I bet you anything it's haunted. Is that why they're called spooks? <laughs> I, just, I just realized there might be a relationship there. Hmm. Listeners, if you're from D.C. and you know your favorite haunted place, please chime in on our discussion on Facebook.com slash group slash Homespun Haints. Let us know what favorite haunted places you have in your town. Yes, please do. I hope that that kind of clarifies everything you ever wanted to know about octagonal structures and other structures with obtuse angles on the exterior. No, it's still pretty obtuse. I don't don't feel like um, it's been clear at all. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, Really? I'm still baffled. Uh, Yeah, I mean, all of these structures built as octagons, we know how to build a cylindrical structure, a round structure. Mm -hmm. Why is it preferable to have an octagon than just a, a round cylindrical structure? Okay, so the way you make a cylindrical structure, you start with an octagon. (gasps) And then then you you cover it it with something. In fact, circular rooms have been popular for years. In the Biltmore house, Vanderbilt's wife, she had a circular room because a circle is considered a more feminine shape, right? So oval office, right? That's Mm -hmm. circular. Mm -hmm. But the traditional way 
of creating a circular room is to make an octagon and then plaster the corners in to smooth it out. So a circular room is just an octagonal room where the corners have been made even safer for ghosts. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. So the yep. round room's probably the most haunted. Probably. Yeah, that makes sense. We'll yeah. have to do a whole episode about that too. Yes. That's why it's called the round room, right? Where you hold your sails. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let me know what you find out about round rooms when you get around to it. Mm. And I'm so glad you educated me about this topic. Any other questions you had? No, I think you did all right. That was another pun. No appreciation. Come on. All right. All right. Well, folks, we hope that we answered all of your octagonal questions about octagons, obtuse angles, hexagons, hexes, circles, circular reasoning, and ghosts. And we're sorry we cornered you into listening to this episode. (laughs) God, you are full of them today. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's great. It's great. It's a gift and a curse, Becky. (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. Kind of like an octagon. All right. Well, Diana, thank you for coming on this journey thank with you, me. Thank you, Becky. Digging down this oddly shaped hole. And to everybody out there, octagon, square, or circle, have a spooky day. Homespun Haints is hosted by Becky Kielimnik and Diana Doty and produced by Homespun Haints Media, LLC. Editing and music by Becky Kielimnik. Show notes by Diana Doty. If you have a ghost story and you'd like to be considered as a guest for this podcast, please visit our website at homespunhaints.com slash submit. Let me give you a big Labor Day surprise. Most people think if we all exercise the same and eat the same, we'd all look the same. And let me tell you why that's wrong. Your body is unique and your metabolism is unique. I'm Lacey Green, and I'm a super trainer at Body. That's B-O-D-I dot com. And you can't see me, but I don't look like your average personal trainer. I'm curvy, and I'm proud of it. So I created a program for beginners only on the Body app to show people like us how to get incredible results and be our version of happy and healthy. This isn't just workout videos. It's people like you and me. It's community. It's incredible trainers. It's easy to follow nutrition and mindset experts to help you reduce stress and just feel better. And you can get started with my new program called For Beginners Only. Now, here's the big surprise. If you go to body.com right now, that's B-O-D-I.com, not only can you get everything Body has to offer at 50% off with an annual membership, you'll also get an additional 20% off, but only during Labor Day weekend. Let's do this together. Go to body.com. That's body with an I.com. Deep in the bowels of Oklahoma exists a passageway that has remained locked for decades, untouched by mortals. We don't know why it was sealed nearly a century ago, but we are thirsting to find out. So thirsty. Do you have the same insatiable curiosity as us to see what lies beyond its threshold? On September 24th, 2023. We will unveil the shadows together via live stream as we open this sealed passageway, slaking our thirst for arcane knowledge. And we want you to be there with us. Virtually, of course. This may be dangerous. We don't have liability insurance. Oh my eye! But what will we find? Is this passageway a sealed tomb? A hideaway for treasure? A portal into another dimension? Maybe it's alien. Even we won't know until September 24th, and you can be there to discover the secrets with us. I'm not scared.
Visit homespunhaints.com slash basement to RSVP for this event and find out how you can participate in this interactive adventure with us. As long as there's darkness to explore, we shall remain its loyal devotees. RSVP now and immerse yourself in the abyss of the unknown that is Diana's Basement. basement. <laughs> Visit homespunhaints.com slash basement.